everyone, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway. So in this podcast, we discuss things related to musical, theaters, and plays. And in today's episode, we will be reviewing MJ, or I guess Michael Jackson, musical. <laughs> <laughs> I think the official name is MJ the Musical. Which MJ is, the Musical? Yeah, right. a mouthful. Um, but it is what it is. So yeah, um, we are going to be talking about the musical which is relatively new actually so I'm excited to hear what you think about it very shortly but before we do that let's give you all a brief summary of the show so MJ the musical is an autobiographical musical about the life of Michael Jackson from his boyhood with the Jackson 5 until his dangerous world tour in 1992 and Claire do you want to take it from here regarding some facts about the musical? Oh we're doing that okay sure so I believe it was scheduled to premiere in like mid 2020 but as we all know that didn't happen so haha and it changed to somewhere in like february this year so very very recent indeed it got pretty wide recognition because it was nominated for like about 10 tony awards including the best musical and then it won like I think four of them or something like that. So definitely a huge success. And I think the person who played MJ even got best actor in a musical. So good for him. He's very young. And I think this is his first lead role in Broadway. So congratulations. Anyway, so that is has to say that it, it has been very, very, very successful at the box office. And it averaged about over a million dollars each week in Broadway, which is crazy. And after the Tonys, the weekly profit jumps to like 1.6 million, which is even crazier. But as far as the reception and how everyone thinks, it has obviously mixed reviews. And honestly, that should be a no surprise because MJ himself is already pretty controversial, but we'll talk about that later. But anyways. Really? (laughs) I have nothing to say about that. (laughs) Oh, really? Maybe we can just like highlight what some of the controversies and I guess, I don't know. You can take it then because I've done absolutely no research on his life. (laughs) Well, anyways, that is all to say that it is very new, very big and very successful so far. Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised. I've read in terms of the capacities. So before the Tonys, it was at 90% capacities for every performance up until the Tony award season. And then after it won all these Tonys, it reached over max capacity. So I think it, won- it got to like 105 percent capacity which I don't know how is possible Mm -hmm. but it is incredibly popular I don't know is it do you think it's just the fans are there just like that many Michael Jackson fans I have absolutely no idea I feel like Michael Jackson is somebody who is probably more famous and popular among our parents generation Mm -hmm. so I have no idea if he actually had that many fans I mean obviously he's an icon and that is nothing to be denied but I had no idea if it's just the fans that go and see it I've read online reviews saying that even people who are not his fans really enjoy the show so I'm guessing that is not just his fans and he has a wider audience but I'm really 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 surprised because I feel like if you ask a teenager these days they probably don't even know who he is I doubt that really I feel like they at least know Thriller for Halloween okay fine sure <laughs> I, but it's definitely nowhere near our parents generation kind of like level of recognition mm-hmm. but I still think he has a very big role within popular media oh, that's for sure I'm just saying that it's probably not something that it would be crazy to see you know for the teenagers mm. especially I see what you mean for sure um I think that brings us pretty neatly into our own experiences with the musical I suppose or with Michael Jackson in general uh and maybe I'll start with this one because I feel like I have way less experience with him than you do for one so that's really fun for me I know his songs I am mainly just the most popular ones um I think they're played pretty widely just because he is such an iconic figure. But apart from the most popular ones and the one they've played in Glee, I don't think I've de- delved into like his discography besides that. And I don't really go into artists' personal lives, regardless of what it is. So I have no idea about any of his controversies, except for like the really, really big one, which is the 
uh, pedophilia allegations. I'm not going to say anything about it regarding the musical review. For me, this is just a review of the musical as it is and not about Michael Jackson as a person because I know nothing about him and I don't want to pretend that I do. So that is to say very limited scope of understanding for him. It's essentially just his greatest hits for me. How about you? Um, well, so my dad has been a fan of his. I don't recall him being like a really crazy, super big fan, mm-hmm. but I definitely listened to some of his music because he would show it to me. Aside from that, I would say that I'm not very knowledgeable about his life either, but I probably know just a little bit more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew some of his songs, probably aside from like the bigger song like smooth criminal or beat it or billy jean and things like that like there is other songs that i recognize from the musical for example but it's not like we keep his records or his cds you know <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like i'm somewhere maybe in the medium i do remember when he passed away i think this is, was in like 2009 i was in middle school and it was big it was huge it was huge like even in a place like Taiwan where you know majority of people don't speak English obviously um we saw it on the news like all the time all the time his albums his CDs his DVDs even like are sold out like in a second pretty much and you don't really see anything on the news aside from his information and what happened to him for like a good couple of days so it was really big and I remember that very vividly because my dad would be walking me through like some of his more of the controversies and I guess people always will be talking about um, things that they don't like about Michael Jackson and my dad will react very emotionally to those (laughs) so I guess he would be much bigger of a fan than I am. But I try to be like objective, but I feel like I still do have that bias, if you will, Mm -hmm. because I do grow up with somebody who feel more strongly about Michael Jackson. Yeah, for sure. I also remember his death, especially because nobody knew what he died from. And he died, I believe, at the age of 50, so quite young. And I think it was a big topic of conversation because there was supposed to be some kind of lawsuit with his doctors Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. And I remember that was constantly in the news. So it's really interesting stuff. And I am I was curious to delve a little bit more deeply into his personal life. So without further ado, maybe we should do that. Okay. All right. So the musical opens with Michael Jackson and his crew preparing for the Dangerous World Tour in 1992. We can see straight away Michael's perfectionist nature, although he's being pretty nitpicky for a good reason in this case, because his entire career and financial stability is riding on the success of the tour. Uh, Rob, the tour manager, brings in a reporter and a cameraman from the MTV, from the MTV, from MTV, to document the Dangerous World Tour. We learn that Michael hasn't given an in-depth interview in 14 years, which is a lot, and he's very wary of the press. Michael at first refuses to interview, but Rob pushes him um, just in hopes that it would boost ticket sales because they really need it. Michael and the reporter Rachel are introduced to one another and Michael asks for the interview to focus on his music and vision rather than his personal life. Rachel accepts and starts asking about his childhood, performing as part of the Jackson 5. So the rest of the musical kind of takes us through flashbacks in present day and we're guided through Rachel's questions and Michael's answers so we'll have that format throughout it Uh, the entire structure will go in and out of present day and flashbacks keep that in mind since Rachel started with questions about Michael's childhood we're transported to his Jackson five days performing with his older brothers the five brothers were managed by their father Joseph Jackson who was incredibly strict with them to the point of abuse So the group is signed by Barry Gordy, who is a big time producer, and he singles out Michael as the breakout star of the group. Due to their father's demands, the five constantly practiced until their performance was perfect. Michael questions why they have to practice all the time, and he's saying that he's tired, he's a little kid at this point. His dad interprets this as being disrespectful, and he slaps him. Michael's mom stops him from doing anything further and comforts Michael after the event, 
so here we get a little bit more of a background on the dad apparently his father is so hard on him and all of them essentially because he used to be a musician as well but he actually never was able to make it in the business so he knows firsthand how cutthroat the industry is we get back to present day michael gets a new idea on how to open the show and fortunately this new idea will cost some good money, money that he doesn't exactly have. He still pushes for the idea until Rob says yes, and Michael galvanizes the crew, telling them how important the cause is, as all the money they're raising is going straight to various charities. Rachel sees Michael popping some pills and decides to investigate the situation further. Rob is confronted by the tour's accountant. They have no more funds, and Michael keeps pushing for the tour to be more and more extravagant. They approach Michael with his, um, like, with all these problems, but he doesn't hear any of it. Instead, he reminisces about his teenage years when he was 16. So at this point, Michael decides to separate from the record company that he was part of, so Barry Gordy, and go on his own. Michael was approached to star as the Scarecrow on The Wiz, which allows him to live alone in New York City and break free from his family, especially his father, whom he doesn't want to discuss with a reporter in the interview. He asks Quincy Jones to be his new producer, and he introduced um, him to a ton of new music sound, which were very influential to Michael as he continues on his career journey. Even though Michael started to be incredibly popular during that time, he kept getting shafted during the Grammys and failed to get the real coveted prize, which is the album of the year. He was finally able to break the glass ceiling with Thriller, and after the next album, Bad, Michael wanted to produce his own album, which is the current tour album, Dangerous. Back to present day, Rachel caught Rob and Nick talking about Michael's pill addictions. His financial advisor says um, the only option Michael has at the moment to finance the rest of the tour, just to the degree of Michael's vision, is to mortgage his house, Neverland, which he absolutely refuses to do since that's his sanctuary. Act 1 closes with a press conference where Michael announces all profit from his tour will go to charity, but instead of talking about the tour, the press only asks questions about his personal life. Act 2 opens with Billie Jean. Honestly, I'm not really sure what the context for that is, but um, maybe just like parallel of acting <laughs> one. I don't know. I Did like get maybe, that? maybe they want to slide it in because it's such a famous song, but they don't know where to put it. So there I we think have that, it. That must be it. And I feel like they've done it for quite a few songs. Huh. Um, not to reveal my final thoughts. But <laughs> 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 um what I'm trying to like get to in terms of the act two opener is maybe a parallel for act one opener and it being like a huge performance for the tour and they're trying to like just get a practice round and it starts the way they start act one, maybe. But after that, we also have something that is not really plot relevant. In an imaginary dance sequence, Michael introduces his heroes, Fred Astaire, Bob Fosse, and the Nicholas Brothers. The elaborate sequence culminates with Smooth Criminal, which, again, not plot relevant. Michael asks Rob and Dave what they think about the sequence, and though they admit that it was great, they say they can't afford any of it, and each element from the sequence is erased one by one. Michael agrees to mortgage his house in order to afford the elements to make the show the perfection that he wants. Flashback to his early career again. After Thriller, his father and brothers convince him to do a joint tour for the money. And despite thinking it's a bad career move, he reluctantly agrees. During a shooting for a Pepsi commercial, Michael suffers severe burns. His father was pushing for Michael to get better quickly for the tour. And the result... Um, he was prescribed painkillers, which they suggest is likely the beginning of his issues with prescription painkillers. And the fact that his father was pushing him to take it is also um, presented in a very negative light. During the tour, his brothers urge him to take it easy, but he stresses that everything needs to be perfect. His brothers say that he is starting to sound like his dad. And this is an echoing to Act 1 as well. Michael stands up for himself in front of his dad, cementing his independence, and the two enter a fight. His dad is about to hit him again, but Michael stands his ground. 
Then we get back to present day, one last time, I suppose. Rachel confronts Rob about Michael's pill addiction. Michael goes to see Rachel in disguise, and she candidly asks him about some of the press's questions regarding his personal life. At the end of their time together, Rachel tells Michael she is planning on releasing the story about his addiction, and Michael reflects on the price of fame and finally confronts his feelings about his dad and also deals with issues surrounding his perfectionism. And that's how the show ends. Actually, that's not really how the show ends. The show ends <laughs> on an elaborate compilation sequence, but that's how the story of the show ends. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> I'm just going to start by saying that as far as I really enjoyed the music and the vocal performance, I do agree with some of the online reviews that I read that it sort of like lacked a story or a plot and I feel like that's such a big miss because there's a lot of really unique and special things about uh, Michael Jackson and his life that could be inspirational like if we just overlook the controversy part there's still a lot of the things that he did that was you know like good and like worth um being remembered and worth being talked about here but the fact that the focus of the show was more on his conflict with his family especially with his dad feels like it's a very not to say like it's a normal thing but it's a very how should I say it like you get to see pretty much like a similar stories elsewhere. Like it's not very MJ unique, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like there is a less opportunity for him, for us, uh, the audience, to explore what kind of person Michael really is. And I also think that uh, there are people who said that um, Michael was more described more as a victim in this case. And while he did stand up for himself, I kind of have to agree with that as well. Like, I feel like there is a lot of things that were just simplified and that was a little bit unfortunate in my opinion. Um, And the other thing is that I didn't really like the fact that a lot of times the setting is very, very simple. Like it's in the rehearsal room or something. Like everything was pretty simple design. Um, I get it why they have like more modern costumes or fashion style because that's just how it is but aside from a couple of songs so like they don't care about us I think was very visually impressive but aside from like few of those rare cases you don't really get to wow you don't get to have that wowing moment of oh that is really cool a lot of times it feels more like a concert it kind of thing I really really enjoy the vocal though I think all of the cast perform really really well but for me the weakest point is definitely the story I feel like there was a lot more that could be explored that was just kind of missed yeah I have to echo what you're saying 100% the weakest element by far is the story and you know what I'm even okay with weak stories if Mm. the songs are able to make up for it and not to say that the songs are bad of course the songs are great they're iconic but they're also a jokebox musical coupled with the fact that the story is very much lacking there is nothing that this musical is giving me that I can't get from listening to the Spotify album for Michael Jackson's greatest hits or seeing the Glee episodes for Michael Jackson just to show my my taste but um, really that is the element that is most necessary the most in a jukebox musical in general. Think of all the other ones that we've seen, like Mamma Mia or mm-hmm. Juliet. All of them have an exceptional original story. And this one is a biographical musical. It's also something that is from Michael Jackson's estate. So, you know, they wouldn't allow any deep dive into anything of substance or anything controversial at all regarding his personal life. And that is the things that make Michael Jackson unique, like you said, like the conflict that he has with his dad or the issues that he has with the press are not very distinct. And even just in the past year, we got another very similar occurrence with issues with the press, for example, through Diana. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. But yes, yeah. Of course. So I don't think it's very... 
Okay, this is definitely final thoughts, and I'm sorry to be very critical of it, but I don't think there is any reason to view it when you don't have the elements that make it into a musical rather than a concert. If I wanted to see a concert, I would see one of his concerts, like there are VHSs or DVDs of it you can rent. You don't need to see this. So I, I personally wouldn't recommend it, but there are fantastic elements within the musical that I really do appreciate. So first of all, the choreography is amazing. It's uh, directed and choreographed by the same person who did an American in Paris and American in Paris is one of my favorites I think I give it like a 9.5 so I really liked it I thought he really dropped the ball in directing in this case but the choreography is really good the standout stars are 100% all the Michaels I was impressed by every single iteration of the Michaels so you have kid Michael teenage Michael and obviously present day Michael and all of them did a fantastic job and I was blown away by their talents and the rest of the acting depending on who it is, was really good. So the person who played Rob slash Michael's dad did an amazing job. But this musical has some of the cringiest dialogue and acting that I've ever heard with the MTV crew. So like whoever played Rachel and whoever played the cameraman, they didn't do as good of a job in my opinion and it's not necessarily their fault. They had very cringy dialogue. So I remember when uh, Rachel and Michael were introduced and Michael was opening up a little bit and telling her a little bit about his life. And she said stuff like, word. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I had to go back and try to witness it again to see if I actually heard it correctly. And it was correct, unfortunately. Um, so that was a difficult viewing experience. Yeah, horrible, horrible, cringy dialogue in some of these scenes. But in the big roles they really did a good job in terms of the casting and with what they could, I guess, material-wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just unfortunate. I feel like there's a lot of things that could have made this show really unique and interesting. Because honestly, when I saw that there's an injury musical, I guess I didn't say this when we were covering on familiarity with the, with the show. I didn't know that it was a show about MJ. And I was like, oh, wow, we're finally at that age where we need to have a musical for Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's just Do like we need to have a musical about Michael Jackson? I, feel I don't like know about this. It could this. be interesting. I it could personally want to see it if they did a good job um, describing his life or exploring into his personality or, or, you know, like more into his person. I think that would be interesting. But just like, wow, you know, MJ didn't feel like it was he was uh, that long ago. And yet we have a musical about him, which is all very exciting. But the thing that they have for us, like, it's kind of like when you go to a really nice restaurant and you were really excited about this, like, um, like if you go to Omokase, for example, do you know what that is? No. It's like um, not menu. So the chef will decide what you are going to eat today kind of type of restaurant so it's like you're going to that sort of like high-end restaurant usually these restaurants really really expensive anyways so it's like you go to an omakase restaurant and then they serve you with like I don't know egg fried rice or something and you'd be like oh I was kind of expecting a little bit more and not to say that the fried rice wasn't good but I was just expecting a little bit more I hope that's a easy to understand analogy no I, I think it makes <laughs> yeah. sense yeah, now okay. that you explain to me what it is as a concept thank you for that yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not very interested in celebrities' lives in general. And I'm not a Michael Jackson super fan. I connected to it less. I have seen several other reviews on YouTube for people who are super fans of Michael Jackson. And they seem to have a really, really good time. So it could very well be that I'm not the target audience. Apart from that, I think the issues with the story, they're kind of undeniable. Like you can still extract fun times and pleasure from a piece of work that doesn't have a good story I, mm -hmm. I did all the time mm -hmm. um especially if you really really like the music and you really connect to the artists that uh, produce the music but no the story is rough and the story that is there is not very coherent like they have one coherent plot even that I would say semi-coherent um about Michael's dad I think they dealt with that pretty okay. But anything that involved Rachel, I didn't think they handled pretty well. Also, mm -hmm. 
even the tour itself, like the whole thing is constructed around Michael's tour and they stress throughout the entire thing. Oh, it needs to be super successful. It needs to be super successful because Michael is mortgaging his his uh, home that he's really attached to and he's hemorrhaging money. And this is um, a recession and he really needs for it to be successful. And we don't see it being successful. Like, obviously, we can assume that it's successful, even if you're not familiar with it. Like, that's probably what you would expect. But I would like to see the conclusion to the story, to con- the conclusion to the biggest problem that they're presenting, the success mm-hmm. of the tour. They showed none of that. Like, even if you have some kind of slideshow that shows the proceeds going to charity and how much money they made and stuff like that like that would be helpful in my opinion they had none of that Mm. they had none of the resolutions regarding the addictions so whether Rachel actually blew the story up and let everybody know about Michael uh, Jackson's addictions to to pain medication or anything revolving the documentary she's making like how what kind of angle she's going to take around Michael. Like you don't know how she'll show him and in what light. So we don't know how that will turn out. The only thing we do kind of know is just about his dad. Mm-hmm. So with the story they have, it's not concrete and it's not wrapped up super duper well. You know what? This reminds me of Kinky Boots. We're like in the end that they didn't show the result uh, yeah. of the competition as well. You're right. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, this is such a big thing. And we want to see some sort of like result of this. But we don't get to see that. I guess maybe to the producer is not the point. And it's more like the process is the point. But as an audience, it's like, I need to see it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I I think this is probably a little bit better just because we know Michael Jackson is a huge name and this was 1992 we knew he was still big after 1992 so we could assume it was a success but I I thought it was missing because if you want to have a story that is wrapped up in a way you want to show the aftermath of Mm -hmm. the big issues Mm -hmm. so regardless of the very very thin story that they had I still had issue with whatever they had (laughs) (laughs) Another big issue that I personally had was how they try to fit the different numbers. So certain numbers, I think, had very flimsy reasons to be there. Obviously, I already complained about the beginning of Act 2 and how, based on at least what I understood, Billie Jean and Smooth Criminal weren't really related to anything plot-wise and that was a little bit sad for me. I enjoyed the dance number in between those two, but I still would like to see a reason for them existing. And then other songs like Stranger in Moscow, I think the reasoning behind that is also pretty flimsy. So they didn't, in my opinion, do a good job at introducing specific songs for specific reasons. I think maybe I've been spoiled by Angeliette because I think the way they introduced their specific songs was masterfully done, especially since they kind of like incorporated the lyrics and changed it a little bit to um, speak to the overall plot. And obviously there's been no attempt of doing that here. So (laughs) maybe I'm a little bit spoiled. I was actually a little bit surprised because I feel like Billie Jean can easily fit into the plot especially if they want to talk about how Michael is a victim of um, the media and how, for example, it could be like this crazy fan who um, claimed that Michael's the dad, whatever. And the media was like, oh, crazy about painting him this negative light, blah, blah, blah. And out of all that controversy, he wrote the song and he performed the song. I I can see that happening, but I don't Mm -hmm. know about Beat It and Smooth Criminal, so to speak. I still don't understand what Smooth Criminal is about. I remember when I was younger, maybe it was like preteen or something. The first time I heard this song, I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder what it was about. And I didn't speak very fluent English back then. So I had to like Google to see, oh, the lyrics. And lyrics literally was just repeating itself. And I was still really struggling to figure out what it was actually trying to talk about. So maybe not Smooth Criminal, but Beat It, uh, perhaps. But... I think Billie Jean can definitely fit into the plot pretty, pretty well. I just don't know why that didn't happen. That's so interesting because I was really curious about the conception of Billie Jean. While I guess you were very interested in Smooth Criminal, Billie Jean was written about his brothers and not about himself. So yeah, I was really surprised. It's about um, his brother's groupies and how they would claim 
that they're pregnant by them. And Michael obviously said, this is nonsense. So I really thought it was about Michael, but I guess not. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, what is your favorite song, by the way, from the list? Um, from the list here, I think it would be I'll Be There. Mm. I just think it's such a wholesome song. It's shared between his mom and Michael as a kid, and then later on, Michael as an adult. I just feel like that transition really touched me, especially the scene after it happens right after he was abused by his dad physically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that sort of connection between a mom and her child is especially emotional for me. So I thought it was a really good song. Yeah. But how about you? Um, before we get to that, out of curiosity, uh-huh. is this your favorite Michael Jackson song in general? I don't really have a favorite Michael Jackson song, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of his songs that I do enjoy. For example, I Want You Back, I think is a very cute song, especially um, after the movie guardian of the galaxy it is such a cute song do you know that it was in the it was in the movie no i did not um that's what i was about to say i even listened to the spotify playlist like it's one of my frequently listened to playlists Uh and i guess i never really bothered to look into who's singing what (laughs) and didn't recognize that michael jackson is one of them so maybe i should give it another listen and be on the lookout for it okay um for me it's gonna be smooth criminal i really enjoy smooth criminal as a song i do think it's because of glee it was one of the best duets that they had there i love thriller in general um also so these two would be my favorite um but i think smooth criminal is edging over it a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh do you have any issues with with the songs for example like i did did it bother you at all it bothered me slightly, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was such a big deal for me as it was for you. Because I can, I guess I was thinking to myself and I was like, hmm, how come they don't have like any original songs? And then they hit me. Like, I mean, not hit me, but like, it makes sense, right? Because Michael yeah. Jackson already has so many songs. So might as well just choose something that is from his work. And I feel like the whole point of the musical is to celebrate his contribution to the musical world anyways. Exactly. So, it makes no sense if they're going to come up with an original song. Exactly. But obviously the timing or the the placement of these songs and how they fit into the story is a little bit questionable. But I just feel like with the context of a lot of his most popular hits are a little bit hard to fit into a story and to make sense of it. So I just kind of let it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't really feel like I was comparing it with other jukebox musical like Angeliet. For one very obvious reason, because I feel like and Juliet was telling a story rather than telling about a person. That makes sense. Yeah. So I already don't feel like they are the same style of musical. And that's why I didn't, I guess it just didn't occur to me that I was comparing the two. So I didn't mind it as much, but obviously they could have done a better job. Yeah, it might be the reason why I didn't like it. For example, all the other jukebox musicals that I did like, like Mamma Mia and Juliet or Moulin Rouge, are not about a specific person. They're just using songs from either the same artist group or from various artists to tell an original story. And just listening to somebody's life story, especially a celebrity that I'm kind of familiar with, is not my my cup of tea like I don't like memoirs or any biographies unless it's somebody who's really really old um so it could be a totally personal thing as well though I do stand by the story being shit Mm -hmm. uh did you enjoy the elements of choreography so obviously I think we both said that we really really liked Michaels I don't know if you liked all the Michaels I think all the Michaels were fantastic um the other really really big element for me was the choreography and some of the set design the set design was really hit and miss for me I think just the big numbers for example Thriller they had really good set design and also Act 2 opening with all the glitter and the glitz that they had there and took one by one as an element for dramatic effect that was pretty neat design, a set design that they had there. And also the costuming, specifically for Michael, I thought the costuming for everybody else was a little bit lacking, except for in Thriller, of course. Um, mm-hmm. That was an element that is nice. But for 
a production that has, I think it had like $20 million budget or something like that, which is considerable. You could mm. expect them to have a little bit more attention to detail for costuming for everybody, not just Michael. That's true. I guess for choreography, I actually really enjoyed it. I feel like they did such a good job because, you know, Michael Jackson, he's very iconic. But at the same time, because he is popular among our parents' generation, like sometimes maybe it will feel a little bit outdated, especially for teenagers these days. But I do feel like they did a really good job mixing his style, his very unique style into the more modern touch of the choreography. So for example, in Beat It, even though that he was still showing his classic move, right? And the fact that they're able to uh, mix him with like different style of, of dancing. And there was that guitar solo where he was standing on a chair or something and that creates uh, visually like um like a layer to make it all more interesting than just watching somebody dancing to a song. I feel like they did put into some thought and care and tension to trying to make it more relevant to what's popular these days. So for that, I'll definitely give them the credits. And I do appreciate it because I feel like MJ is still very influential and he did influence a lot of the singers even today. So this just shows that his art style or like his music style can still carry on. So I definitely think that they did a a good job of that. And I do appreciate it. I feel like it's a it's a good retouch of things because sometimes even when my dad was showing me MJ stuff and I was like, okay, I don't really get. (laughs) But I think anyone who watches the choreography or even just clips, you can watch that on YouTube. It's still going to feel like it's pretty cool and is still pretty relevant. Out of curiosity, what did they show you? Like, did they show you clips from performances? Did yeah. they show you the music videos? Did they show you any of his movies? Not movies, but mostly music videos. And I think more often it was just his performance clips from like DVD or something. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think I've seen any of his music videos until I did some research for this episode. Really? Like, which I've only seen Thriller and... Um, smooth criminal and bad uh, I've seen a parody of bad and um one other one I forgot which one but both of them were Will- weird Al Yankovic mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who he is but he's a very very funny um parody musician and he is he has some really really great parodies here interested in I really like the one that he had for Royals from Lord and smells like teen spirits from Nirvana that was also a really good parody that he has mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's kind of interesting what else Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I know I know I mean it's a shorter one and it's kind of hard to comment much about it if we are not very familiar with Michael Jackson and his life I think Um, it's not that I think I'm, I'm personally very very critical of the story and usually what we discuss more at length is the story and the story is so thin here. We don't have much mm. to discuss. There are also not a lot of characters we can comment about. And we don't have any other external familiarity with Michael Jackson or his family or anything related to him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, do, is there anything that you want to discuss, I guess, from his, ex- like, f- externally that is not in the musical? I won't have much to it's not comment common, on personally. But more but... like, I was... Oh my god, I felt like an idiot saying this out loud. But so I knew about Jackson Five, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that it's and, like the Jackson family, like they're all musicians or they're all singers or whatever. And there's like a Wikipedia page about like the Jackson family yeah. and like first generation, second generation, third generation. And they're all more or less has something to do with music and the musical business. And I was like, what the fuck like that is pretty insane if you think about it mm-hmm. um so I didn't know that I also didn't really know much about his other family I know his sister was pretty famous but I didn't really know much about her either yeah but I just felt like an idiot because I knew that he was in a group but I just I guess it never like really I just never really connect the dot probably and be like yeah. oh that's his entire family <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess how many of these musicals, um, how, how many of these musical numbers do you recognize? Because I don't think I recognize more than like maybe two thirds. Yeah, I think two thirds is not bad, to be honest. 
Okay, I, I was thinking yeah. it was lacking a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Good to know. It's fine, it's fine. They have a lot of, well, not a lot, but, like, they do have some numbers from, like, the Jackson 5 era as well. I recognize so the ABC. Maybe that's, That's sorry? a really, I recognize the ABC. That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. But I Want You Back is definitely still my favorite of mm. Jackson 5, I think. Thanks mm-hmm. to Guardian of the Galaxy. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the choice of um, the same actor playing both his dad and his manager? I had a feeling you would ask that. I'm not okay. sure what to think because they seem to be very different. I am not sure it's supposed to have a bigger um, overarching theme to do with his father because I think they're pretty unilaterally um condemning his abusive behaviors they did mention that it is due to love but I also think that they dispute that in quite a lot of ways especially in act two with for the love of money and uh can you feel it which is a very touching moment and um as far as they go towards the reconciliation um within Michael's internal conflict regarding him and his dad they present him as a worse figure, in my opinion, that has very little comparison to the manager, uh, the tour manager, which is Rob, who is presented as a very caring individual. The Mm -hmm. most maybe you could think about is regarding the pill addiction with him turning a blind eye to how many pills Michael is taking, especially when other people say this is a concerning amount. And it could be motivated by him wanting the tour to be successful for selfish reasons. But I'm not sure if this is the case. I think they're pretty different. So do you think that it's meant to have a bigger meaning behind this? Because I'm not so I sure personally. thought about it and I'm not very sure either. I feel like there was some implication to it, like maybe by showing his relationship with Rob, like in a way that it made up the relationship that he never could have had with his dad. I don't know. Like maybe I'm reading into this too much or maybe they just thought it would be an interesting choice of cast. Who knows? Maybe if somebody like ever watched the interview of a producer, for example, they might provide an explanation. But just as far as I know, or as far as my personal opinion on it, I just, I don't really see a a very symbolic (laughs) implication of that. I don't know. I feel like I said everything that I wanted to say and it would be nice if I was softer (laughs) maybe about what I felt but I watched it twice and I felt like it was a waste of time both the times I watched it so I feel very negatively or pretty negatively about this it's still not the worst thing in the world because I did really really enjoy the performances um, by Miles Frost for example and all the other Michael Jacksons and I wholeheartedly believe that he deserved that Tony win and he did a fantastic job. So I'm glad for him regarding that. And that is the only thing I think that I got from this. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. you watch it live? Would you, um, maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but would you be convinced that that is actually how Michael Jackson was as a person? Mm-hmm. I really don't like speculating about people's personal life. I don't know anything about them. And this is a very charitable way to view Michael Jackson. Obviously, there is a lot of speculation and allegation thrown around him. I don't know any of them. I don't care to. And there are multiple sides to a story. Like, it's not going to be just a perfect image of this person, regardless of who he is. It will always change depending on whose point of view it is and who you're asking. And I'm sure there are many people who view him very positively and many people who view him very negatively he's a polarizing figure so I'm sure there is more to the story Mm -hmm. what do you think honestly I'm not quite convinced and that is how MJ is because I believe that he might be a perfectionist but I just don't know if that is all he was you know again I think it has something to do with the complexity and the lack of depth of the musical and the plot line Yeah, I know what you mean. It is a little bit disappointing because there is a potential for a bigger story. It's for sure not going to happen in this particular rendition of the Michael Jackson musical. 
but I'm glad that there is an audience for it. Just because we are not necessarily the audience doesn't mean that it's a bad musical. It just mm-hmm. means that this is not necessarily something we can connect to. But if you're a Michael Jackson super fan, I've seen many accounts of other fans that love this musical and are super hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And apparently the audience is very rowdy. <laughs> the yeah. MJ musical. I mean, um, I'm still really happy they have a musical for MJ. I feel like he deserves one. I just kind of hope that it was a little bit more but nonetheless that it's good that it happened I guess right yeah I think I was trying to think about other biographical musicals that we've done and I couldn't think of any until I realized really? we've also done Evita I think that's the only other biographical musical we've done we did right? Hamilton in Hamilton you're right both yeah, of these I really Elizabeth. enjoyed Oh, Elizabeth, I did not enjoy it all. But, I know, um, but like, that's another one. <laughs> I think I only thought about the ones that I've enjoyed. I enjoyed Vita and now that you mentioned Hamilton, of course. So maybe if it's a, hus- a historical figure, it will be more interesting, especially if they're dead, because you can explore them a little bit more complexly. And I mean, he's dead. That's true. That is very true. But uh, <laughs> fair point. But um I know, what you, exactly I know what you mean. That's exactly what was missing from here, the complexity. Yeah. And also, I feel like with some of the complexity that they will talk about inevitably, like, of course, they'll talk about the media, even if they could venture a little bit towards other controversies. I'm very tired of criticism about the media. Not that there shouldn't be any. Of course, there should be. But it's been covered to death in pretty much every recent musical we've seen. And also in autobiographical, or not autobiographical, I'll call it biographical musicals that we've seen. It's really, really tired. I don't want to hear any more about it. So stuff like that is going to be boring. Um, other things that could be boring and very overdone is characters' relationship to their father, especially if it's very familiar character beats. We've seen that done quite a quite a bit. So they need to figure out maybe a different angle or even go with a very familiar angle, but go about it differently than other musicals that have already tread the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Fair I think point. we've stretched this enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, should we go into our next segment? Sounds good. Perfect. Let me tell you, it was very difficult to find a regular Michael Jackson quiz. Like, all of them were a little bit weird. So, okay. I went through, okay. like, probably 10 until I found one that is, like, normal. Wow. Yeah. I'll give you the credits and respect for Thanks. the commitment. So thank you. No problem. Um, so thanks to Becky, we are doing which Michael Jackson song are you quiz from Quiz Do. I swear I never seen this website before. Yeah. So I did have to go through more yeah. than 10 different quizzes until I found something normal. So if this is an unfamiliar website, that is why I had to go to the bottom of the barrel. Not that this is the bottom of the barrel, but I had to go deep. Mm-hmm. It's Friday night. Where are you most likely to be found? On the couch with my sweetheart, at the bar, downing shots, at the newest restaurant, watching a new release at the movies, sleeping. On the couch. Watching a new release at the movies. At the theater? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. You're getting tickets to a movie that just came out. What is it about? It's a horror film. It's a romantic comedy. It's a historical drama. It's an action flick. It's a think piece. Historical drama. Same. Okay. Friends typically come to you for advice about relationships, career, family, conflict, money. Relationships. Um, I think conflict because it encompasses everything, right? (laughs) Which job sounds like the most fun to you? Paranormal investigator, fashion designer, president of a nonprofit professional athlete, matchmaker. Oh my God. If it's most fun, it's definitely the matchmaker. Oh, really? I was sure you would say paranormal investigator. That sounds so fun. I mean, that does sound fun, but I feel like I will enjoy my life more (laughs) when I'm a matchmaker. (laughs) I can see that in your future then. It's attainable. If you want it. What's your answer? Oh, definitely the paranormal one for sure. Um, Which season do you think is most beautiful? Spring, summer, winter, fall. Fall. Spring. Aside from music, what kind of art would you most like to make? Painting, sculpture, literature, photography, graphics. Literature. Same. What do you want to be known for? My flashy style, my kindness, my sense of humor, my talents, my intellect. 
Kindness. Intellect. What is your idea of dressing to the nines for a night out? Whatever is clean, a thrift store ensemble, black everything, something sleek and sexy, something flashy and full of bling. Black everything. Same. We have a lot of similar answers, I think. Mm-hmm. What signature color do you always wear? Red, black, blue, yellow, silver. Black. Same. What, oh, we have one more. Which of these is the most important trait in your ideal partner? Compassion, loyalty, good looks, intelligence, sense of humor. Fun facts. Do you know that sense of humor is actually rated the highest for yeah. both females and males? Mm-hmm. So, no, but I'm not going to go with sense of humor. I think it's okay. Um, compassion? Loyalty. Results? What'd you get? I got Billy Jean. Me All too. Right. Do you want to read it? Sure. Uh, much like this iconic hit, you're a complex and multifaceted person who is never just one thing. Sure. You tend to be very open with your feelings and emotions, often wearing your heart on your sleeve, giving others insights into who you are and what you're feeling. Okay. I feel like that's true. I feel like it's interesting that I've decided on loyalty for the last one and then we got Billie Jean. Um, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But that's fine. Okay, so this is the second week in a row that we get the same answer, I think. Oh. I actually can't remember what was the last one but okay uh i think I'll we both got starry night for van gogh oh right mm-hmm. okay okay um okay so to the very very last segment our final rankings um i'll give it 4.5 5 I'll, I'll just be generous 5 out of 10 <laughs> old managers mm, i'm gonna give it 4 out of 10 zombies okay okay so i guess with that out of the way i feel like we probably (laughs) pissed off a lot of fans but that is the price that you have to pay for fame (laughs) to borrow from the musical um no i'm joking but if you want to discuss anything related to the uh, mj the musical with us anything related to anything we covered in the past or you want to give us recommendations for things to cover in the future you're welcome to do all of that and more through our social media at podway podcast on instagram reddit and twitter if you're not a social media person don't worry neither are we you can contact us at podwaypodcast at gmail.com our email and if you have it in your big ginormous heart to leave us a ranking or a review if you're leaving a ranking preferably five stars but we're not judging you um you can do that through spotify or wherever it is you're listening to us from and apart from that thank you so much for listening to our very short episode on mg the musical and bye